amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Blinky greetings. It's your Blink to National Diva, Miss Bling. Confident Miss Bling. That is, it's Friday. It's my favorite day of the week, but it's not over because you know what? I'm pretty much doing shows every day this week. So, yes. Yeah, been an interesting week and I'm excited about it and I'm even more excited about the interview that we're doing today with Urban Grandstand Magazine and you know I always have to tell you about this weather and here in Huntsville, Alabama it's 90 today, it says it's going to rain, it said it was going to rain all week it was lightning, no rain, no thunder just lightning, it was weird but yes um, we're going to go ahead and see if Mr. James Johnson is on the line. Hello. Hi, I'm here. Hey, how are you? I am outstanding. How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. And I I just was doing a brief introduction about the Urban Grandstand magazine. Um right. we're gonna go right into it. Um, because it's it seems like a very interesting publication i um got a chance to read the the information about it check out the social media and it's popping it's definitely popping I, um i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> you're good you're good so look let's start with um when urban grandstand was created the concept of it where did the concept come from in in the name of the magazine um, the, the concept actually came, let's see, I, I feel like my grandmother, I'm like, what year is this? This is 2015. <laughs> so the concept actually came, the concept actually came in 2002. Um, okay. and I actually could say a little bit before that, um, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. So okay. I have been into web design for probably about 15 years and, Okay. You know, um, rap group, uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, they're from here. And right. I I kind of had this idea, you know, back at that time that, you know what, I want to put together a website for them. Um, you know, just kind of looking at their brand. And I, I've always been somebody, like I was going to school for marketing at the time. So, I mean, I've always looked at brand and what we, you know, what we really portray to each other and things like that. But um, Okay. All in all, I wanted to put together a website for them um, that would be something better than what they had with the labels and, um, you know, something that really would represent them. So I actually put okay. a website together. Um, that didn't necessarily go anywhere. Like, I was working in radio at the time as well, and they were here in the city, and we were trying to basically reach out to them to say, hey, we have this website. And I kind of had to do <laughs> almost, a, almost a stakeout. And um, find them, and I called the label, label and tried to find out where they were. And um, in the end, uh, we did meet. You know, we did come in contact with them, gave them a proposal. So, like, I put together a full business plan and everything. But in the end, it did not go anywhere. 
So I took that website and I turned it into basically a digital magazine of sorts. And at that time, it was called Urban Connections. So uh, okay, Urban Urban Connections went until about 2010, maybe the top of 2011, and I shut that down to uh, go to grad school. So okay, I maybe about two years later, I got to a point where was bored, really wanted to get back into it, wasn't necessarily doing anything on the journalism side, but I really wanted to do it, and that was where Urban Grandstand came from. Essentially, we had, okay. we had to rebrand because by that point, you know, there were, you know, tens of other people using the name Urban Connection, so I didn't want, you know, to kind of be like everybody else in that sense. So right. we just rebranded as Urban Grandstand. Cool, cool, and and you know what I've I've heard this a lot. Um, being in media, that at some point with your brand, you may need to rebrand it. You know, sometimes we may right. take a hiatus for the reasons that we do, and when we come back, boom, because you know people see that it hasn't been as active as it was. They want to try to take the name and and, and do what they want to do with to kind of capitalize off of it. Um, but rebranding is good. It's it's a good thing because it's like a breath of fresh air for your brand. I just so that, that's I mean, you know, we, we do a lot of things, like you said, just, you know, for our own particular reasons. I myself, I was doing, you know, a lot of things on the journalism side. And like I said, I worked in radio for a little bit. I actually worked for Radio 1 here in Cleveland. Okay. And I was doing a number of things in, you know, in the communications realm and on the journalism side, but I didn't have my education behind me, though. So, you know, that's one of the things that I really push to people is go go to school, like go get your education. They say it's not for everybody, but the reality is there's a lot of things that you can't do unless you go to school. And Exactly. I, be, I began to realize that and, you know, in doing research and whatnot, and, you know, a lot of people want to work in entertainment and they want to work for labels and magazines, and the turnover is extremely high. So... You know, right. when you pair that with not having an education, it's like you kind of doomed. You know, if something happens and you lose your job, where do you where do you start over at, or how do you get right. another job if you never had your education behind you to begin with? So, exactly. you know, that really was my reasoning, and I did a lot of it while I was going to school and working a full time job. But then once you hit grad school, there's so much that is required of you, and I, I you know, I, I have a family, I'm married, I have kids. And after a while, it all began, you know, it all began to run together. And it was so much going on that I just said, okay, something really has to give. And I was kind of on the verge of, I guess you could say, a nervous breakdown. Like, I, it was just so much happening that I said, something really has okay. to give. And right now, it's got to be what's really paying me, you know, to, to take care of the family. So, you know, I kind of stepped back. But then what I ultimately realized was that, this is my passion and it's what I really want to do. So to me, I really should have left the other job and stuck with, you know, what I was doing with Urban Connections. But, um, you know, we live okay. and we learn. I've gotten to that point now, you know, where, you know, this this, this is me. This is this is my life. This is my job. But, right. um, you know, it, it took some getting there. But um, that really was my reasoning, you know, and running it and then shutting it down and then kind of bringing it back is I kind of realized that, you know that's really my passion, and it's what I want to do, and it was, it's what makes me happy, and that's that's what we got to be able to do in life is do you know what makes us happy. 
Yes, say that. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And and with you doing what makes you happy after being away from it for so long, what what was that moment? What moment was it when you just decided, okay, I have to get back to doing this and and you decided to rebrand? Um I think it, it really it really was just you know, you see things going on and there were, you know, different shows going on here in the city and it was like, okay, I really want I really wish I could talk to this person or I wish really wish I could cover this, but I hadn't really done it for a while and right. then it's like, you know, I I would kinda start doing some things but then work kinda got in the way and school kinda got in the way and my son's events kinda got in the way and it was like, Okay, I, I have to figure out a way to be able to do this and I tell you the the I guess the game changer for me was I was on uh actually B E T's website. Uh and this okay. was in uh, at the beginning of it was two thousand thirteen, like October, November. Um okay. I was on their website and they had an advertisement that said, um, you know, we're looking for somebody to work with us, um, kinda like a freelance thing, um, somebody to come out to Vegas and work with us. It didn't really give any details, didn't say what it was. It just kind of said, you know, submit your resume um, to kind of see where it goes. So, you know, it's a Saturday. Okay. Um, I'm getting ready to go to a cabaret. And I said, okay, well, you know, I'm I'm good at writing cover letters, and I'm good at, you know, explaining myself and talking about myself. So I said, I'm going to put this letter together. I got about 15 minutes, and I'll put this together and send my resume. And, you know, I've gotten to the point where, all somebody can tell me is no. So I don't have a problem with asking for something or applying for something or trying to get yeah. it or whatever you want to call it. Like, all they can tell me is no. And at the end of the day, I right. take no for an answer anyway. So I figure out how to do it if they tell me no. But um, Exactly. I, You know, ultimately, I submitted a cover letter and my resume, and they contacted me, like, in two days and said, okay, you got it. Um, and to say I was floored, like, I – I was like swerving down the highway, like, oh my God, like, like I really, I got it. Um, you know, <laughs> then it was like, then it was a, you know, a kind of a thing where, okay, how in the hell am I going to get to Vegas like tomorrow? Like, I got to get some money together, get to Vegas, pay for a hotel. Um, you know, all like, like I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do, but I know I'm gonna get there somehow. And right. know, grace of God, I, I, I made it. Um, and it turned out to be the Soul Train Awards. And so, wow. you know, that that kind of was the thing, you know, like I've always wanted to work for BET and I've always wanted, you know, to do something along those lines. And look, I'm doing it. Like I figured out a way and I'm doing it. So that kind of was, okay. I guess, the pivotal moment that made me say, okay, I really can launch or relaunch this magazine. Um, and in the beginning, we weren't a full magazine. It was just a website. So, okay. you know, I always had the vision of having my own publication, but just didn't really know how to do it or what to do. And, you know, at that point, you know, it just kind of made me think, okay, if I really want to do this, then I really can do it. So, um, you know, I started kind of putting the groundwork together. Uh, you know, again, I was versed in web design, so I started doing the website and, things really, you know, started to um, buzz and take off. And, you know, within about six months, I finally came to the conclusion that, okay, I need to leave my current job and I need to get away from it and just do the magazine. So, you know, I was fortunate wow. I was blessed enough to be able 
to do that. And it's hard. Like it's it's really, really, really hard. Like I don't wanna you know, sometimes I sometimes we work to make things look like it's easy. Um and to make people right. look like it's not to make people look you to make it look like it's not really a struggle and like, you know, we got this. But the reality is it's really, really hard. It's hard running a magazine and I mean if you look at the statistics, like most magazines fail within I mean, definitely the first year. But I mean after five years, a lot of them are not there anymore. And, you know, there's a lot of right. reasons, there's, there's a lot of reasons to that. And, you know, when you're putting a magazine together, especially if you're doing something print, there's a lot of overhead and there's a lot of cost in it. There's a lot of cost in putting that issue out every single month. And if you don't have advertisers and you don't have people investing in you, like you're going to, it's going to fail. Like, and it is, it's right. an easy way to say it. It's, it's going to fail. So, it's it's really a difficult task, but you know the other the other thing that I have in my corner is that again this is my passion. So like this is what I really really want to do. This is what I feel like I I was put out here to do. So you know by the grace of God, it's been again since November two thousand thirteen. So it's been over a year and a half now. Like we are we are going strong, and then. You know, the the fact that I've been freelancing for well over 10 years, like, it's a little easy for me to get, you know, stories and get, you know, artists involved and get interviews and things like that because, again, I've been doing it for so long. But on the same token, it's still a little difficult, though, because, like, management and publicists and things like that change like toilet paper. So, like, yeah. one day this is their manager, and then the next day it's not anymore, and they have somebody else, and that person does not know you from a hole in the wall. So, you know, you've got to figure out a way to impress them enough to say, okay, these, they're, they're really doing something, and, you know, with, like, we really want to invest our time um, and invest our brand and what they have to offer, and they really can help us. So it's, it's definitely hard. Uh, you know, it can be a little bit of a financial strain, because again, I left my career. Like I, I, right. I, I wasn't far. I wasn't far from six figures. So I mean, I, I was doing very well. And to leave that, you know, to to launch something that in the beginning it's not paying me. Like it's it's really not paying me. And that's the reality yeah. of it. Is that sometimes to follow your dream, like you got to start off that way where it's not really paying you. And you know, if it's yeah. really your passion, then it should be something that you're willing to do for free. And this is this is something that all day long I do it for free, like no problem at all, and I'll go get me another job, and I'll work. I'll do what I got to do to, to yeah. still be able to do this because, I, you know, it's again, it's my passion. So, so yeah, I could talk all day long. <laughs> and you know what? I can too because this is my job. This is what <laughs> I do, talk all day. My mom said I was cooing in two days old. So... <laughs> I'm in the right field, but definitely what you saying that you can do this for free and you can do this all day, honey, trust me, I believe and I know that when you know you, this is your passion and your dream, this is what I was told by um, one of my peers that it's labor of love because they see how hard I go and they see I've, yeah. I've been doing this show for eight years, eight years in September. And, um, and I promise you know, like, I, see, I see what you guys are doing. Like, you know, obviously – you want to get publicity, and you want to do radio mm-hmm. shows, but just the same way that I'm selective about, you know, who I interview for the magazine, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit because I'm very selective yeah. about who we have in the magazine. But I'm yeah. also very selective about, 
you know, the, the type of press that I do for the magazine because somebody's radio show may not fit, you know, the brand of my magazine and what I'm really trying to portray. And they may have right. me out there in an arena that I don't really want to be in. So I really exactly. do take the time to do the research and look at, you know, who I'm agreeing to do press and whatnot with. So I think that says something, you know, about you and your show because I, I definitely wouldn't have done it if you if, if I didn't think that, you know, you were on the up and up and definitely doing your thing. So. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I'm the same way. <laughs> I, because it, it being, being a voice in a face or a hand behind media and in media, it, you have to be very cautious. Some people don't understand because I, when I started the show, um, after I graduated out of broadcasting school, they, you know, told us that we had to create our own radio station in school. So when I got out of school, I created something, you know, for underground artists because I wanted to be able to showcase the the underdogs, the ones that's right. doing, you know, great things. But then it went from that to I wanted it to be an open genre, open topic, which is what it is now. But it went from just doing urban, uh, you know, just local interviews to regional to right. – nationwide to international and I'm just like wow to see this unfold like this was a dream that I had as a kid to do radio like I never knew that all you got to do is just follow your heart and your dreams and and it all will come together a lot of things that has happened in my life over the past 10 years since I've been in media has been amazing mind-blowing situations um just amazing but you know you just have to I mean like you said, you just have you just have to follow your heart and you have to not go with the norm. And right. you know, media media gets a media gets a really, really bad rap. I mean it's 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 yes. like the saying where it's like where they say, you know, one one person I don't know if I could cuss. I'm like what <laughs> they say <laughs> one person will what person will mess it up for everybody. And yes. I think that I think that's a lot of what you get with the media. Like, not knocking anybody because, I mean, there's room for everybody out here. So, I mean, I, I don't yeah. have nothing negative to say about anybody, but you you have, I mean, you know just as well as I know, just as well as the people that are listening know. Like, there's a TMZ, and you have your uh, Hip Hop Weekly, and you have, like, you, you have all of these tabloid-type magazines that are, in your face, and they want to know who you was in the bed with last night and who you was in the club right. and who you hit with a bottle, mm-hmm. like all this other stuff. And I just feel like as black people, like as black media, like that should be the last thing that we are portraying and the last thing that we want to publicize. But the reality of it is just like sex sales, like drama sales. So that's it what does. a lot of people are looking for. So, you know, with this magazine – you know, a lot of people, I mean, have blatantly said, I mean, you know, well, you're not really covering necessarily the right thing. And, if it, you know, that's not what people want to hear about. So you're going to have less people checking it out. Well, well in, in my reality, I don't want the people to check us out, like, if that's what they're looking for, because that's not what I want to portray. and That's not what I want to push. And that's right. the idea of having your own publication is that you can put what you want out there. And whoever doesn't exactly. like it, like they just have to not read it. Like it's a whole bunch of other magazines and stuff out there that they really could read. But we want to be able to give maybe the word is substance. 
I mean, I I just think yeah. that you know, obviously, you want to cover you want to cover the project that the artist is doing, and you want to cover the things that they're doing. But I just want to be able to show like the human side of these artists, like show people that they really are human and they put their pants on the same way as I do. And like, they got the same yeah. stuff that I'm, that I, they got the same stuff going on that I got going on. Like I just, I interviewed uh, Marsha S. Blake. Like that's a, that's a feature that we have coming onto the website. It actually will be up later tonight. And okay. Marsha S. Blake, if, if you don't know who she is, she's one of the new characters on Orange is the New Black. So yeah. I did an interview with her uh, yesterday, and, you know, we were actually scheduled for earlier in the week, but, um, like, she missed it. She missed the interview, you know, that day. You know, she wasn't able to make it. So okay. it was cool, and then once I found out why, you know, it was like, well, you know, it was so much going on. I had an audition day. The audition ran over, and then I had to go pick my kids up and from the babysitter. And I'm like, I get it because I got an 8-year-old, and I got to pick them up by 6 o'clock regardless of whatever else I got going on. And right. he want to go to the he want to go to the park. So I might have this going on, but he want to go to the park, and he want to ride his bike. And, like, I got to try to squeeze all of that in and then do some press and then do interviews for the magazine and like I get it. Like everybody got a whole lot of stuff going on. She's human, so right. not to be like a lot of these other press venues out here and be like, well, you know what? Screw it. We're not gonna do the interview because you missed the time and we don't have time for this. And, but like, who who has time for that? Like, like right. everybody is human. Like just work it out. So I just want to be able to show that people are human. You know that these people are human and they have lives and there's certain things that don't need to be out there in the public, regardless of what's going on. Like, I don't really need to know that she getting a divorce and the wife, the, you know, the husband is trying to take everything and this is what happened. And, you, you know, he, he cut the baby hair because he cut the baby hair because he wanted to get back <laughs> at her. And, like, we don't need to know oh, about like, We just need to know about yeah. the movie. And I, and I know you know I've referenced it, like, the Halle Berry stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, we oh, don't yes. need to know about all of that. Like who really? Yeah. Like, like who? Who cares? Like don't nobody really care about that. I just want to know what movie she got coming out, and I want to know about the movie, and that's it. Like that's all I really care about. So I think there's a lot of people out there that think the same way, and that's all that they really want. But they realize that they can't get it from anywhere, so they just settle for what's out there. Like they don't have any choice but to settle for what's out there. But now they got a choice. So right, you know we. They they have a choice in us. They have a choice in you. Like they have choices out there now. So I yes. think that that's you know the the grand scheme of things. I think that that's the you know the big thing about us um, is that yes. we're very selective about what we cover. So there's certain things and there's certain people who have come to me. You know, certain publicists have come to me and said, "Hey, we want to do an interview with this person," and I'm like, mm, "I'm gonna pass or I'm gonna decline." And it might be a yeah. good person, but I'm like, they just don't really fit my brand. And, like, the stuff that they got going on, that's the last thing that I want to see in my magazine. And the reality is, like, that's kind of the only thing that you have going on. Like, if we take that away, you don't really have nothing else going on. So it doesn't really make any sense <laughs> for me to cover it because if I, if, I, if I do interview you or I do cover it, then, like, I don't have any choice but to talk about that because there's nothing else going on. So right. I have to be selective, you know, about what we cover. And I think that, you know, again, that's what sets us apart 
is that, you know, we're we're not putting the same stuff out there that everybody else is putting out. I mean, you can't read but so many times that this person was fighting and this is what happened and that's what happened. You know, you kind of want to see something else. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I found another way to work around that um, because I've had, like, I really don't do any more rap at all because um, that's what was coming to me. And it's like it's the energy and the spirits and stuff that come along with it. I just couldn't take it anymore. So I had to, you know, I I had uh, my mom passed and there was some other stuff that had happened. I took a break for a little while just to, you know, see how I really wanted to rebrand my business. And right. now that I came back and it's, I, the way that I wanted it to be, which is open genre, open topic, like I'm talking to you today, tomorrow I'm going to be doing some stuff with NASA, I'm talking to Jules on um, Sunday, Monday I'm back with NASA, you know what I mean? Like I just want to keep it open. I don't want to be put in a box because I say, and I and I take this, uh, the way that I say it is I don't like being put in a box because I can't fit in the box. So don't put me in it. I'm the same way. And I I kind of hit yes. that, I guess, low where I was like, you know what, I can't really cover, like, a lot of these rappers out here. And, I mean, a, a, I guess in, in a sense I'm kind of still <clears> – I'm sorry. You good. I'm kind of still in that in that headspace a little bit. And mm-hmm. you know the the reason the reason why I'm there is because I don't really listen to a lot of you know the rappers that are out there, you know for right. for a number of reasons. Like I think a lot of them are gimmick gimmicky. Um, yeah. I think that they don't they don't really have a true brand. Um, if I ask them about their brand, they can't tell me. Um, <laughs> and I mean they're just a lot of a lot of them. I just think that they're not really talking about something. They're not really talking about anything of value or of substance to me. And, I mean, that's yeah. one of the biggest people that are out there. So, like, some of these people are, like, pushing millions of units. And I'm just, like, I don't really want to talk to them because I just don't really, I just don't feel like they are what hip-hop is supposed to be about or what music or what the culture is really supposed to be about. Like, we're supposed to be yeah. about, you know, bettering ourselves and helping each other, and a lot of it is just not about that anymore. And that's just the reality. A lot a lot of it is just not about that anymore. Um, you have a lot of good artists out here that are not making it because of the of the garbage that's out there that people are are flocking to. So, right. I don't know. I think, that's, I think that's changing a little bit. Um, I haven't completely stepped away from covering, like, hip-hop and rap because on the same token, there's a lot of it out there that – there's a lot of it out there that I really like. There's a lot of R&B out there, you know, that I really yeah. like. Um, there's a lot of people just that I listen to in general, you know, that I feel like they don't really – they don't they just don't really get, you know, enough coverage and whatnot. So – Right. I mean, there's you know there's there's certain things that I really really look to push out there. There's a guy from um, California, um, from uh, he's from Cali, uh, Adrian Marcel. Like, okay, he's 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 somebody that I really you know have been looking to reach out to and really been looking to talk to. Um, I don't think that 
you know, I, I just don't think that that enough people really know about him. He's he's kind of produced by Raphael Sadiq from Tony Tony Tony. Um, okay. And he has a you know a few mixed CDs out there which are really really good. Like you got a lot of people that's putting out mixed CDs and it's just it's garbage and that's just the truth of it. But oh yeah, like this guy he got he got some stuff out there that's really 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 good. And I just I think that a lot of the really good stuff you just don't really hear anything about it because it's not I guess quote unquote mainstream. So that's a lot of the stuff that we really try to push. And I mean that encompasses a lot of a lot of hip hop, a lot of R and B, um, some pop. Um, you know, just you know, in the same sense that you don't want to be put in a box, we don't either. So right. I don't care that we're called Urban Grandstand. That does not mean that we only cover rap and that we only cover hip hop and that we only cover R and B or quote unquote black music. Like it's some white artists out here that's really doing it and that right. really need you know, that really need the publicity. And, you know, we're 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 covering them too. And, you know, I think that that as well is what makes us different than, you know, the other people is that, you know, that's that's something that we really look to cover, and we don't want to be in a box either. Exactly. Exactly. And and um, I know uh, we got a, a few minutes left, but um, – and I figure we will be <clears> – excuse me, I figure we will be uh, talking until the end of our time uh, – <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine um, because you're more than welcome to come back. I just knew we were going to have like an hour or an hour and a half. You know what? It's okay. We got 45 minutes. I think we got an extra 15 minute leeway. I feel psyched. Like, I, I, I can't take the pressure. <laughs> I, I think oh, my to, God. I think we have to. I got to tell my publicist, you know, when he sets up these interviews, to put out the disclaimer that, okay, this dude can really, really talk. So you got to give him a lot of time to talk because once he get on the topic, <laughs> he don't know when to shut up. It's fine. It's fine. I know people out there listening like, well, this dude, shut up. Like, shut up. You said it already. <laughs> I mean, well, this is what it's for. This is you're here. You have a whole half an hour plus the extra fifteen minutes recorded, so they have to listen to the rest of the show to hear the rest. So that, yeah, now you got to listen to the rest of it because it's six, it's six o'clock, seven o'clock now. So yeah, make sure you log back on and listen to the show after we're done because we, we're about to have a private session right now. Okay. Yeah, we need like so, a, uh, we need like an after the show or something like that. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, oh we, my we god. Like an after the show. Yeah, this is after party right now. So Exactly. <laughs> let's talk about the um app. I see that you have a lot of stuff going on that you have done um actually since the um B T experience in LA. Yes. Um in yeah. June and then up to now. So let's kinda just go from there and just kinda give me like a, a quick um highlight of each thing that you've been doing from then to now and what's coming up now? Um, I have to say that uh, we were really, really, we were like ultra blessed to be a part of the uh, BET experience and the BET awards last year. Like, I think that was really, really huge, especially for a magazine that had not been out for a full year yet. Um, okay. I just think it was a really, really huge thing. And I mean, it was just something that, you know, I saw the information. I said, let me apply for it. And what the hell? They gave it to me. And, um, I mean, it, it it just was really, really, it was amazing. 
to be down there for four days and to be a part of something like so huge. Um, I think, you know, BET gets a lot of flack, but I think that, I think that they do some really, really good things. I mean, everybody right. kind of has that, you know, they, I guess they, maybe they downside, but I think, you know, all in all, I think that they're doing some really, really huge things and, like anything that I can be a part of or that we can be a part of that like has the BET stamp on it. Like we definitely want to do that. Um, you know, we were really right. looking to be down at the um, experience, you know, this year, but um, you know, we were a part of last year's, which, I mean, I can't be anything but grateful, um, gracious, thankful. Um, you know, I, I'm really, really excited about that, but so many things have happened even since doing that. I mean, you know, each each and every month we continue to get, you know, more and more features for the magazine. We have a lot of people who are really taking notice. Um, you know, at the time we were putting out issues every three months. So we started out doing like a quarterly issue because I just said, I don't want to just be burning money and doing this and I don't have a lot of advertisers yet. And like that's right. a really, really hard to really build, you know, your base. So um, we were putting out quarterly issues, but then what I found was that, damn, the, like, the features, they just keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. And, like, I got too many. Like, I can't hold off for three months to put all this stuff out. Like, it's going to be stale. So, you know, we kind of yeah. got to the point where we started putting out issues. The intention was to put out issues every month, but it just kind of failed that we were doing it every two months. So we actually changed our um, guidelines to actually show that we're putting out issues um, every two months. So we put out an issue every two months, basically. Um, you know, our December issue, that was actually when we started putting issues out um, every, you know, one to two months. And the December okay. issue, we had uh, Angela Robinson from the Haves and the Have Not. She did the cover for us, which was huge. Okay. Like, I, like, that was huge for me. Um, January, I mean, we had a number of people, Brad James, uh, uh Michael T. Williamson, uh, T.I. Son. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it just we had a number of people on the January cover for a movie that they actually did that's supposed to be, I believe it's going to be showing in the um, film festival out in uh, Toronto in uh, September. Okay. Or that's the, that's the plan is that they, wanted, they want to, um, you know, debut it there at the Toronto Film Festival. But um, Okay. They were shooting this movie, so they did the cover of January's issue. Uh, February, we had uh, locally here in uh, – well, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, but uh, in neighboring city, Akron, Ohio, they have a, a new president of the uh, local chapter of the NAACP. So she was our February cover. Um, like, it just continues to – like, we continue to grow and grow and grow, and things are doing, like, phenomenally, phenomenally right now. Um, our next issue was coming out. July 25th, and we have, uh, you know, one of the actors, again, from the, from Tyler Perry's The Haves and the Have-Nots, who's doing the cover of that issue. Um, our okay. most recent issue, you know, has done very, very well. Uh, we had uh, theater actress uh, Nafisa Monroe. She did the cover of, you know, of our, our most recent issue. Um, we had okay. Tracy Braxton in the most recent issue, um, things are definitely building. Like I worked my, I'll say tail. I worked my tail off to build <laughs> these apps, um, to get these apps going for the magazine. Just because, I mean, obviously with everything being online and everything being digital out there these days, like it, like it, it really helps. 
in terms of the brand right. and whatnot to have apps out there. And so we actually have two apps. Uh, one app is geared just for the website. So, I mean, it's basically the news updates, the pictures that we add to the website, um, the news updates, um, interviews, different things like that, like fresh interviews that hit in between the time that the magazines come out. So that's, that kind okay. of is one of the things that we have going for us is that we do release issues every two months, but then in between those two months, we have fresh interviews and features that are basically website only. So they hit the website. Uh, we'll do a part one and then do a part two that actually comes out in the magazine. So um, okay. we have that going for us. Uh, we have a new feature actually on the site right now with um, Slum Village uh, because they just released their CD this past week on the 16th, I believe. And um, okay. we have this feature coming up with Marsha S. Blake from Orange is the New Black. Uh, we have Tedra Moses. Uh, we completed a feature with her, and that's going to be going up within the next couple of days. Uh, cool. There's a, a new artist out of Atlanta named uh, Tanir, who is really, 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 really awesome. She has a song with, uh, oh, I feel so bad. I can't remember his name. Um <laughs> I feel so bad, and that's and 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 the crazy thing is, I love the song. Like I heard the song, and I was like, "Yeah!" Like I really, really need to talk to her. Um, we're building a solid cool. reputation where you know, when a lot of times when we reach out to people, like we get responses right away, and they're like, "Yeah, we want to talk." Like Slum Village, I talked to them. It's actually been ten years because at Urban Connections, we did uh, um, we we did a campaign for. There, I think it was 2004, they had a release, uh, Detroit Deli. And we did, like, this huge okay. campaign on the website at that time. So, like, I reached out to them this time, and they're an example of somebody. They haven't changed their formula. They haven't changed their people in their camp. So, like, I reached out, and they was like, yeah, let's do it. And, I mean, I literally cool. reached out, and I had them on the phone that afternoon, which was really, really, really good. So, uh, we're building Great. a very solid reputation. Um, you know, again, the apps are out there. So we have the one that's devoted just to the website. The other one is strictly for the magazine. Each issue feeds directly into that app. So when the issues come out, they're free. Um, you can subscribe. The subscription is free. And it feeds directly into the app. Cool, cool. And um, go ahead and tell them where they can um, get the magazine and uh, where you are, how how they're able to reach you online. UGdigital.com, UGdigital.com, um, UGdigital.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's where they can find us at. Um, the apps are actually available if you have an iPhone that's in the App Store on your iPhone. Uh, if you have okay. an Android, um, I'm sorry. You know, I, I apologize that you have an Android, but if you have an Android, you can get what? it in the Google Play Store. <laughs> um, hey, watch it, buddy. I'm, I'm, Apple the, <laughs> I'm Apple to the day I die. Um, Lord. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> look, I'm choking to death over here now. Um, I am. I am. I am all Apple to the day I die. Um, I actually used to work for Apple. Um, kind of okay. in the you know in the in the midst of leaving my career and launching this magazine, I kind of was moonlighting for Apple for a little while. So um, gotcha. And I mean, I've had iPhone really since they came out, but um, I'm Apple, Apple, Apple. So 
Definitely you can get it in the um, iTunes App Store. And, again, you know, I apologize for those who got the Androids, but you can get it in the Google Play Store. <laughs> um, both apps are available in the um, iTunes App Store. And then the, um, the, the, the application that's geared towards the website, we're actually working to launch that in the Google Play Store now. So that should okay. be out within the next couple weeks on the Google Play okay. Store. But um, things are going very, very good. Um, in terms of myself, I'm going to be uh, co-hosting a radio show. Um, I've actually, like I said, I worked in radio, and I've done a little bit of radio. We actually had um, we had our radio show going, which was Urban Grandstand Live. So uh, Got it. that actually is on hiatus right now. But I'm launching, or I'm going to be taking part in another show that has actually been on, and I'm just taking over as the uh, host or co-host, and that is Indie Soul Saturdays. So um, that is geared towards the up-and-coming artists, um, you know, basically those that are really working hard to push their brand and really get their name out there. Um, I'll be doing a number of interviews um, on on uh, Internet radio for that. Okay. And that starts on uh, July 11th. Cool. 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 Am I – Yes, yes, that is awesome. Well, one more thing, and I ask everybody this classic question: If it's anything that you can think of that you would want me to bling out for you, what would it be? I bling anything that you, whatever comes to your mind. Is nothing. Well, it's almost nothing that I haven't done, but I'm bling some of everything. So, if we were to pick, <laughs> you have no idea, like bodies and all, like crazy. But <laughs> if it's anything you could think of, what would it be? I don't God, I don't that's a good question. I don't <laughs> I don't know. Um what what like what type okay. of things have you blinged out? Uh well, I'm looking around the lab. <laughs> Everything is pretty much bling. Um, from head from head to toe, headbands. Looking at my shoes, um, sunglasses um, is my specialty. You know what I'm gonna say, and and they gonna. I know the people listening to listening. They gonna be like, okay, he don't have no sense. Um, he just took this really really far left, and let's go. He's let's go. Like something wrong with this dude. Bling my car out. I when I tell bling you, bling out your car. Bling my car out. When I tell you that I'm 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 I love saying I'm almost forty. Every time somebody say something to me and I think it's a little crazy, I'll be like, I'm almost forty. Like I ain't got time for that mess. Um <laughs> I love I, I love I don't know. I love the fact that I'm approaching forty, but you know, in me being almost forty, I've kinda hit I guess an early midlife crisis. So um when I say I have pimped my car out over the past year, and I put 12s in the trunk, and I got some nice little rims on there that that my cousin hooked up for me, and, um, you know, I got screens in the car, and I I put the uh, colorful lights up underneath so I could show off at nighttime, and, um... Oh, wow. I've I've been really, you know, um, tricking my car out, but, you know, I'm a little late in the game. Like I said, I'm I'm 38, (laughs) but, you know, I kind of hit the stage (laughs) where I'm like, okay, you know what, I think I'm 16 again. So, um, bling cool. my car out. <laughs> cool, cool. I bling my car out in 2005, and I, I, I was just starting to work on it. I had a Malibu, it was a brand new Malibu, and I blinged the Malibu sign. I blinged the Chevy logo. I started blinging the inside okay. of the car, and then, boom, my car got stolen. 
It was it was oh, found they, on the news they, they, actually. Haters, they play too much. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm like, well, Malibu, really? Why? Because it, it had crystals on it. I mean, what? But anyway, we we gonna we gonna bling you out. I'm ready. Uh, you know, I put I took the Ford emblem off on the front and the back, and I put my name on there. So you know, people see that and they're it. like, oh my god, like really, what's up with that? But I don't <laughs> I don't know. I just I just <laughs> I'm just kind of feeling it. I guess I don't know. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that. And um, do you frequent to um, Atlanta? Do you go to Georgia often? You know what? I'm starting to. I'm actually um, I'm, I'm actually considering relocating there. Um, Got it. I'm, I'm, I'm considering relocating there. I was actually there. Uh, my team and I were there back in April because we covered uh, a play that was done by the Baz Brothers, uh, Strength of Love, which uh, featured uh, Paula Campbell, uh, Chandra Corelli, who was on, uh, you know, one of Tyler Perry shows, um, for better or for worse. She was, she's on there. And, um, you know, a number of other, like, really, really phenomenal actors and actresses were a part of this play. And uh, okay. they were, you know, in our magazine. So we came out there to Atlanta and covered that back in April. Okay, well, you know what? We got like probably 10 seconds, but I just want to say we're going to link up in uh, Atlanta, and uh, if or if I come to Ohio, either way, or you come to Alabama, we're going to get it done. But I do thank I'll you so much for, for the, calling. Uh, yeah, I'll be there for the Hoodie Award. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.